You're listening to Selfish. This is where we bring self-care and bravery together to encourage you to follow your dreams. Here's your host, your favorite selfish enthusiast, Allie Hembree-Martin. In this episode, Andrea is giving us the legal lowdown on starting a business, the mistakes she most often sees, and what you can do to future-proof your business. You don't want to miss these nuggets of wisdom she shares. Andrea, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited about this. Me too. Okay, so let's get started by having you kick it off and tell us about yourself. So I'm Andrea Sager. I own Andrea Sager Law, and I have an online law firm, which is rare for some people to hear about, but I feel like it's becoming more common, especially since everybody's working from home. But I started just under three, almost three years ago with an online firm after I was fired from my big firm. And I've been helping online entrepreneurs ever since protect their business, start their business and scale their business. So we We're now a team of 11 and still growing. So it's a lot of fun. I absolutely love what I do. And I love that I can share any type of knowledge with any other entrepreneur. So what aspects of the legal world drew you in from the beginning? Like what made you want to go to law school? Um, So 100%, I just wanted to make a lot of money. I, (laughs) I'm not even joking, not even trying to like sugarcoat it. I grew up in a very true middle-class blue collar family. And my, like, I wasn't, I was the first person in my family to even graduate from high school on time. Mm -hmm. So I am like the first for everything all the way through. And I just knew like, okay, I had, I want to make a lot of money and, in my head, it was going to law school that was going to allow me to do that. Um, I have since found that being a lawyer does not always make you a lot of money and money is not everything. So yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a topic of conversation over here on Selfish for sure, because there definitely is that self-fulfillment and self-care part that plays a big piece into, you know, that entrepreneurial life. So kind of in that same frame of mind, When you are working with entrepreneurs, is there a, just like a big mistake that pops out in your head as far as you see this time and time again, and you just like, here's your opportunity to get on a soapbox and like, tell all of us that are listening, like, make sure you don't make this mistake too, because I see it all the time. Yeah. So there's, I mean, I could talk all day long about this, but really there's two big ones that I'll mention. And number one is copyright infringement. And this is using photos that do not belong to you or you don't have permission to use. So if you find a beautiful photo on Instagram or Pinterest or Google or wherever, and you think, oh, I'm going to post post this to my Instagram, or I'm going to put it on my website. That's a big no-no. And you will get a cease and desist letter, possibly even get sued over using that photo. I've seen that time and time again. And that's oftentimes the most frequent way business owners get in trouble with the law. Now, the other, and this, and it doesn't go just for photos. That's just the most common, but I mean, videos, designs, I mean, anything protected with a copyright, you will get in trouble for it. But photos are typically the most common thing that I see when it comes to business owners. The other thing is trademarks. And this 
has to do with business names. So with copyrights and the photos, that's typically the most common mistake that I see. And trademark infringement, this issue comes up the most with new business owners. So you launch your business and before you launch it, you search Google, you search social media, and you find nobody has that business name. So you start going with it. Well, a lot of business owners quickly find out that it's not just a matter of who has the same exact name, but who has something similar enough where consumers are likely to be confused. So my law firm is Andrea Sager Law. If there's somebody out there with Andrea Sager Legal or the Andrea Sager Law Firm, that's all trademark infringement because even though it's not the same exact name, the names are similar enough where my clients are likely to be confused and think that one of those other companies is me. And that's what, that's what is trademark infringement. And that's what a lot of business owners need to realize is even though, you know, you want to choose the name XYZ and somebody has the XYZ, just by dropping the, that doesn't mean it's clear of trademark infringement. It can still be trademark infringement. Now with the copyright issue, if we are citing our sources, does that make a difference? No. So that makes a difference for plagiarism. And that is something completely different than copyright infringement. They can be the same, but plagiarism and copyright infringement are two different things. And even if you give credit and say, even if you tag the person on Instagram, that it's still copyright infringement. Now, if you, if somebody posts something on Instagram and you use like the share to stories button and share it to your stories. That's not copyright infringement because that's allowed within Instagram's terms of service. And by using Instagram, you're giving other people permission to do that. That's some great advice and, and really <laughs> good things to to think about. Cause I'm, I'm sure that is definitely something that everybody has, you know, come across sometime in their, in their journey. So yeah, that's really good feedback. And If you were to give advice to any of the entrepreneurs listening, when they are first starting their business, and you know, you kind of touched on this in regards to you you do your searching, you do your Googling, but what is the one thing that you feel strongly about that they need to have firmed up and locked down before they proceed? Because if they don't, it's going to cause major headaches down the road. So we have our legal success framework. So there's five steps in there to really ensure that your business is protected, legally protected. I th- I mean, you really want to always be taking care of those five steps, those five things, but Getting started, you want to have an LLC, which is a limited liability company. And you'll hear from a lot of other people say, oh, well, you want to make sure, my accountant said, don't worry about it till I'm making this much money a year. And somebody said, oh, I shouldn't worry about it till I make 80,000 a year, 60,000 a year. Honestly, those numbers are arbitrary and that that has nothing to do with LLC protection. Mm -hmm. So when you are an LLC, when you make, when you file as an LLC, it's giving the owner protection from liability, personal liability. So if you get sued as a business and you're a sole proprietor, you're not just getting sued as a business. Like your business isn't just getting sued. You are getting sued personally. But when you make that, when you file as an LLC, you're now a limited liability company. And if your business gets sued, the buck stops there. It's just your business getting sued. It's not you getting sued personally. 
And it, you'll, I hear all the time, I get the same pushback. Well, who's going to want to sue me if I'm a small business owner not making any money? Well, who's to say today you do something that causes your business to get sued? The lawsuit's not going to happen today. It happens a year from now or two years from now when you are making 10 times, 100 times more money and they chose to wait to sue you when you were making, when you were Mm. making more money, because Mm. now you have that money to pay. So just because you're not making much money now, doesn't mean you're not going to be making money a year from now or two years from now, because that's the goal for all of us is to be making more money in a year from now or two years from now. But today, let's say you do something today that, and, and you're not, you don't purposely do something because we're not out here purposely trying to screw somebody over. We're not trying to break the law. Accidents happen. and you have to be prepared and protect yourself along the way. But anyways, let's say today you do something that caused you to get sued. Well, tomorrow you go and make the, you go and files an LLC. Well, two years from now, somebody decides to sue you for what happened today. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Even though you're an LLC that in the two years and the day after the thing happened, the day that the thing happened, you were not an LLC. So they can still sue you personally because you are not an LLC the day the thing happened. So I, anytime anybody want to push us back, I'm just like, look, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you for an hour, but just know that you have to protect yourself every bit along the way. Mm. And if it just takes, you know, a few hundred dollars to file an LLC, the goal for all of us is to be making millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars And if that's the goal, well, protect yourself, protect that money along the way, protect your future earnings, because if not, somebody's going to be sitting there waiting for you to be making more money so they can sue you. I mean, if that doesn't scare anybody listening that doesn't have an LLC yet, I mean, I don't know what will, because that right there, (laughs) that right there, I mean, that is worth it. And just even having the peace of mind, you know, even, you know, not knowing that you made a mistake that's going to cause problems down the road, but just knowing that you, you have everything covered is, is huge. Okay. Exactly. So I, I love that Andrea. So scare us even more. Do you <laughs> have any horror stories that you can share that will push us into action if you haven't already? Oh my gosh. I have one trademark horror story that I always like to tell because <laughs> it's pretty much a prime example of not people wanting to do the trademark stuff on their own. So I had a client she came to me frantically. I think she she had launched her business two months prior and she got a cease and desist letter two months after launching her business. She was like, look, I, uh, I did the searching online. I did absolutely everything possible. Nobody else had this name, but they still sent me a cease and desist letter for trademark infringement. Well, she had a clothing boutique and the name of it was Soul Honey Boutique. Well, honey, and actually, I I don't even remember which one she was, but honey was H-U-N-N-Y and the other company was H-O-N-E-Y. So yeah, nobody had the same exact name, the same exact spelling, but it still was the same pronunciation. Mm-hmm. And so that is still trademark infringement. So even though she did all this, she, and she, and I believe it, I was like, listen, honey, I know, like, I get it. We think we're doing our due diligence, but in reality, even though it's a good starting point, it's not enough. 
she, I mean, there's two ways to look at it. Unfortunately, she had to rebrand two months after launching, but thankfully it was two months after launching and not two years after launching after she already had this huge audience. So yes, it sucks having to rebrand, but thankfully it happened before she had a much larger audience. Yeah. You can look at it one of two ways. That's the beauty of having a service that you provide, Andrea, because that's really the work that you all do and and making sure that you don't run up against those hurdles. So that's a great example. Switching things a little bit more personal to you, what do you enjoy the most about being an entrepreneur? I enjoy being able to work from home and not having to commute. I, Whenever I lived in Northern Kentucky, I had to drive almost an hour to work every day and to get to downtown Cincinnati. And when I worked here in Houston, downtown, it was driving over an hour and that's just so much more time I get to save. Mm-hmm. So honestly, being able to just roll out of bed and start working. <laughs> that's that's what I love the most. I feel about that. Yeah, exactly. I feel it. Okay. So flip that on its head. What's the most challenging part of being an entrepreneur? And you, you could probably even add like being an online entrepreneur. Yeah. Sometimes it's really hard to saying that in the same realm is sometimes it's really hard to work from home. It's hard to get in that headspace of, okay, I have to sit down and get this stuff done because at the same time, yes, it's nice to roll out of bed and start working, but at the same time, you're always in the same place. So I I like, and even now with the pandemic, it's hard to even get out of the house to go work somewhere else. But I I try to change it up as much as possible. How do you like to be selfish? I make sure to make time for just myself and truly being selfish. So I, every two weeks I'll go get my nails done. And then typically I try not to work at all on Fridays. Sometimes I will work in the, uh, do like a phone call or two in the morning, get whatever needs to be done. But I try to take off Fridays completely. And that's just for me to get, even just to get stuff done, because if not, like I'm working all day and then in the evenings I'm hanging out with my kids or doing whatever. And it's, I don't even have time to like go run errands or do whatever. So Fridays are really just my day to get whatever I want done. Is there anything you wish you could be doing more? I think creating content. That's one of my goals for this year is to get Mm. out of doing as much legal work and passing it off to other attorneys and really just doing more content creation. Cause especially right now we have a lot of momentum on TikTok, and I would love to just be able to post, you know, three to four videos a day on TikTok. Um, so really just focus on creating content. Oh my gosh. I can totally see where <laughs> your content like is really resonating on TikTok. So I love that. Cause that's a great place for you to be and a great way for you to share some easy and quick tips and tricks for business owners to be thinking about. Yeah. I love it. Okay. What is next for Andrea? Oh man. What is next? <laughs> um, that's so funny because I just had this conversation yesterday with one of my mentors Basically, I had told him or I asked him, I was like, when do you know it's time to stop growing? Because we're at the point because my when I started my firm, I knew, okay, I want to grow as quickly as possible. I want to scale. But now it's to the point where I'm making more than enough money. And I'm to the point where I don't want to have to manage more people if I don't have to. Mm -hmm. So I think what's next for me is just figuring out how to maintain 
where we are and -hmm. just really find that sweet spot of bringing in the same amount of money, not having to focus on scaling and just maintaining. Well, I really appreciate the the insight that you've provided. I mean, I, I know I, I told you this was a topic that I've been wanting to discuss for months. And, you know, I really think if this didn't scare people into action, I don't know what you're waiting for. I don't know what <laughs> that sign is going to be. So, um, you know, Andrea is a great resource for taking those next steps in your business. And I can say that with confidence because I use her as well. So thank you for, for taking the time to talk with us, Andrea. I really appreciate it. Thank you. This was fun. Like what you just heard? Visit us at selfishthepodcast.com. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes today.